0: plushcare.com com slash weight loss it's 28
1: 28 what is the significance of 28 this a be one of the of non numbers really is that
2: is I have it in my head that 28, 28 is some kind of mathematical wasn't there 28 of something is it biblical maybe um all the Bible numbers are like 12 seven and three yes and it,
1: it kind of stops at 12 because I think they didn't really have the the mathematical devices at hand uh, can't be on that.
2: Big a- no big abacuses. No, no abacai for uh, for them lot. Maybe uh, 28 is that? Um, I guess it means you've you've avoided dying at 27. Yeah,
1: yeah. So well done. So um, yeah, it's a uh, um, two, 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 2 edged sword. Really, you 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 weren't culturally significant enough to die at 27, <laughs> but uh, you're also still alive. So every cloud
2: i guess the next big death age is 33 jesus death age yep jesus age that's, that's the jesus one. the jesus number um i don't think the the i remember reading some long article about the 27 club and how it's like partially just because once someone points it out you're super aware of it mm-hmm. and also partially because it's like if you get really if you start to get really big musically at say 20 that's how long it takes to be a success and and for it to break your brain, right? Like roughly seven years.
1: But what, what? Why then? Then twenty becomes a significant number.
2: Oh yeah, but yeah, but you can't necessarily pinpoint like when someone starts to become big. But like, if you're famous for like five or six years, like that's the craziest thing. Someone was saying, I don't know a lot about the Beatles at all. I don't even really know their music for various reasons. I know the ones everyone knows, but. They oh, but they're so good, Pierre. I've heard. I've heard nothing but good things about the Beatles. <laughs> um, they were like done being the Beatles before they were fucking thirty.
1: Yeah, I mean, the 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 the, the time on the world stage was really only what seven seven nine years. Yeah, it was it wasn't certainly wasn't a decade, and like they went through all these changes and had this extraordinary
2: but career in a was pretty just, short period of time. Yeah, it was just the right nine years. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, swinging
2: sixties and all that shit.
1: I think I've been a stand-up longer than they were the Beatles. Just <laughs> put that on a poster. Bloody hell! <laughs> yeah,
2: I've outstood up the Beatles.
1: Um, speaking of uh, being late, sorry that this podcast is late, everyone.
2: Yes, <clears throat> um, apologies. Apologies. Phil- mm. Philip was uh, Philip was busy smuggling biltong out of a green room.
1: Yes, we're currently snacking on biltong. Um, I was filming a. TV panel comedy show, uh, yesterday, two days ago, and they do good. They do good green room snacks at this show. Mm. They got some mamula and some what? Mamula. They got money over there, and every green I room.
2: <laughs> I thought mamula was a food. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know these days. Like, it might be mamula. Yeah, yeah it sounds like, it sounds
1: I... like something uh Botelengi would make, right?
2: Yes, you you can. Ha- there's there's babaganoush. Yeah, and there's Shikshaka. Yeah, and there's Mamula. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. said to me which of those three is real, if I didn't know that, you know, if I hadn't spent a few years in London now, if I was still a provincial rube, yeah, I would have gone. I have no idea. <laughs> I've heard of Babaganush on the Simpsons. They all sound like aubergine They all, <laughs> they all
1: sound very baked in a tray. But this place, this show, does really good green room um, gift snacks. So many that I couldn't fit them in my bag. I looked like I was stealing them. <laughs> uh, but one of them was a little pack. One of them was a little pack of biltong, the traditional South African beef jerky. And I thought I'd bring it here today to share with my the jerkiest friend I have. Piano Valley. <laughs> Do you the think biggest jerk I know?
2: Is there is there um, would 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 you um, would there be a way for it to be offensive for that to happen if we're the national food? Like, are are you lucky I'm white? Oh. Like, Like if you'd done this without telling me, because you were texting me from the green room about the biltong, but if you'd just shown up and gone... This is what you eat. Like, I, I think not no, this wrong. I think it's not room. because
1: you do talk about it. Yes, I do. I, I
2: I famously love beef. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think if it'd come out of nowhere and just gone, ah, oh, you'd like this. I brought Phil. I bought you some rice. I know what? how much you like rice. Well, I mean that wouldn't be absolutely fine because sure To be fair, if it
2: was really fancy ass rice, you'd probably be pretty stoked about that. Uh, what's, the f- what's the fanciest rice?
1: Well, I got like a big old bag of Japanese sticky rice that was kind of mm. fancy, and I hated it it really? wasn't no nah, it wasn't for like eating my kind of dishes with i need like just kind of standard jasmine long grain rice wasn't that sticky really really sticky so it's it's like, like,
2: we're talking like porridge levels
1: no it's like the kind of rice you have with uh chicken <laughs> katsu curry you know it works for that i guess I it's really stodgy see. and sticky and and shiny short grain and polished and shiny. yeah yeah not for uh, me and then what's bad about it is that y- it doesn't cool nicely which means you can't have you can't make good fried rice out of it
2: Oh, uh, yes, you can't reuse it in a delicious way. Yeah, which is part of a treat. But anyway, so I brought some biltong. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's I was very um, uh, skeptical, listeners, because the packet says BBQ on it. And whenever someone tries to add extra flavoring to biltong that isn't just some chili or some garlic, it tends to go quite badly. But this has worked almost purely because the barbecue flavor, if it's in there, I can't taste it. It also on the bottom
1: says premium beef snack, which um, sounded some of Pierre's alarms.
2: Yeah, yeah. as if they, like just to reassure people, like, don't put the word biltong too big on the packet. It makes people go, a bull. When I was growing up and I'd say to people, do you want biltong? They'd go, a bull's tongue? Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be really nervous and freaked out. And they'd go, how is it cooked? And I'd be like, it's not cooked. It's dried it's dried and mm-hmm. they go, is that safe and they go, well i'm alive i mean <laughs> do you want to fucking eat it or not well it's because this is a british company as
1: decided making built on they need to tell people what it is yeah and i guess you can't just put beef snack <laughs> on it either you got to put some sort of you- qualifying adje- adjective before that if
2: you put just beef the british consumer would assume that that's the flavor yeah
1: which is vegan u- yeah usually
2: yeah be beef So beef snack, that's too weird. Premium beef snack. Beef snack sounds like a sex thing. He's a real beef snack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think premium beef snack sounds even better.
2: A premium beef snack snack is a beef snack snack with an income above a certain level, perhaps. Or, or gold cufflinks.
1: And then right at the bottom it says high protein, as if we didn't know that about beef. <laughs> but on the whole, it's tasty. I like it.
2: That's, uh, uh, have you seen that that is the new thing? Putting putting high protein as, a, as an advertiser on unhealthy foods. Mm. People have suddenly realized everyone's on this protein kick, this yeah. whatever. And uh, companies have been taking advantage of people's nutritional ignorance, Philip, as ever. Yeah. And just putting high protein on packets of, you know, f- fucking... We could put on human flesh. Yeah. Or or a lot of desserts. Yes. If it's the right kind of dessert. Sure.
1: Jizz. If it's
2: a premium beef dessert.
1: Jizz. Premium beef dessert.
2: (laughs) We're getting into, that's like Butterfield territory now.
1: Well, before before the I I we another reason we couldn't quite get this out in time was that I I had to go to
2: Sweden. Yes, you went to Lund Comedy Festival.
1: Lund Comedy Festival in the south of Sweden. How and was that? It, it was very nice, lovely place, beautiful place. Um, a beautiful um people. That's the thing people always say about Sweden and and Scandinavia in general is like, oh, the women are so beautiful, and like they are. But I realized not in the sort of supermodel um stick thin kind of way but they're beautiful in like m- like a milkmaid kind of like they drink really high quality dairy products right they're sort of rosy in the cheeks and nourished very well nourished very taut skin incredibly shiny hair strong bones strong old bones tall they, they look like they could kill you but they don't need to <laughs> um, and of
2: course we've discussed the Aryan Sort of blonde blue eyed obsession uh, yes. uh, when, we were talk- when I was in Denmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's in there as well.
1: They're also very straightforward. Um, uh, at one point on one of the days, I said to one of the ladies running it, Oh, I'm I just, just going to go and meditate. And she said, Just completely seriously, she said, Oh, that's a very Asian thing to do. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I guess,
2: yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and that's quite nice, isn't it? If you're dealing with like uh, straightforwardness tends to be very attractive.
1: Here it is. But I think there is sort of taken for granted, isn't it? Oh no, it?
2: totally, yeah. Oh but yeah. What's interesting is that in the UK straightforwardness is seen as quite attractive and and good. Brave and so yeah. But we don't foster it. No. Isn't that odd? Yeah. There's nothing better than someone with red shoes. Can I have red shoes? No, good heavens, it's rude.
1: <laughs> and it frustrates Europeans right how <coughs> the, the the English never say, say one they, thing and
2: they just always say almost not necessarily the the opposite of what they mean, but minus 40% of what they mean or the exact opposite but you're not sure which is which till it's too late
1: yeah england must be to europe like a sort of uh sexist 90s caricature of a woman <laughs> you know like yeah if, you know
2: it's a mystery to me yeah yeah well if you don't know then i you know then i'm, I'm not going to tell you <laughs> what i mean yes and uh, or like a nation founded by the riddler Just a nation of Maybe that's why the British, because the British are famous puzzle enthusiasts. Oh, I didn't know this was famous. Uh, Crosswords invented by the British. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that, sort of riddles and things. Even Anglo Saxons had riddles. This kind of thing you come up with if you're stranded on a desert island, I suppose. If you're bored enough and the weather's bad, Mm. you'll come up with crosswords eventually. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's very Japanese that the Japanese version of the crossword is just numbers. (laughs) 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 Did you? I think we've discussed this before about um, the different words for Voldemort in different Harry Potter's. As we talked, I don't think we have. So, um, spoiler alert for anyone who has no idea about Harry Potter, but of course you do. uh, Harry Potter's real name is Tom Riddle, and sorry, Voldemort's real name. Okay. Was Tom Riddle? Okay. And his full name was Tom Marvolo Riddle. Okay. And there's a point where it it's it, stupid books. It is, yeah. But there's a point where it becomes important that that's an anagram of I am Lord Voldemort. <laughs> right. That's how he came up with his spooky I'm going to be a serial killer name. Okay. In the books.
1: Well, wait. So, so his original name was an anagram.
2: That's of... how he picked the name Voldemort. Right. In, the, in so, the books.
1: So he went through his name yeah. and he went. Oh, look what I can make out of my name. I can make out the words, I am Lord. And then this random combination <laughs> and of then, leftover letters, which I suppose would be my name now.
2: Divily Trod? No, that's not. That sounds like a. <laughs> yeah, he would have done it with, like, I am Lord Divily Trod. And he'd be like, ah, oh, that sounds like a gnome. That's sounds the most
1: like, unscary way to come up with your name.
2: Carefully, yeah.
1: <laughs> like
2: the scariest person, the scariest villain in a book would have no name. They're too busy murdering. Mm, 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 People will mm, mm, just have to have different names. for It's that guy again. Yeah, not to be so idle you have the time for <laughs> word puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're in scary jail. Then okay. Yes, yes, yes. Then you're like, I spent so much time in scary jail, I've done this name thing. Right. But up till then, you want to be so busy murdering that everyone just has to be like, I call him the, the Gringler. I call him the Cloud, you know? You're, like, your enemies have to come up with your name, right? <laughs> Hmm. It's that guy again, <laughs> the, the murdering guy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, it's him. Oh yeah. no, it's that guy. <laughs> Which guy? You know the guy I mean. <laughs> um, anyway, the point is, yeah, that's an anagram. Yes, but this 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 brings up some problems, Philip, when you're publishing Harry Potter in Portuguese or French or German. Of course, where's the foresight, Rowling? Yeah, that's right, Rowling. Um, so you have to have now. Lord Voldemort's real name now has to be an anagram of Je suis Monsieur Voldemort, or whatever it is for the French one. Right. etc. et, cetera, et cetera. That's funny. But so they had to come up with all these different little Voldemort equations for all the different books. Mm. But except for the Japanese version. Okay. Because in the Japanese language, anagrams aren't possible. Yes. So they just had to leave it as it was in the English version and then put a footnote in explaining what an anagram was <laughs> and that in English this weird thing happens to be possible.
1: Could you not do it with the individual <laughs> Hiragana sounds?
2: Because the sounds would then mean new words,
1: right? But that—that's that, what letters do anyway.
2: Yeah, but you can't like. They—they they just have no concept of anagram. They just yeah. It—it it would be too. They would go well. That doesn't work. That's
1: yeah. Sure. I guess it's just—it's not really an anagram culture.
2: Because they aren't really—they're not letters.
1: No, but they are. They are sort of. Um, block-like syllables that you can move around. There's an alphabet of sorts. Yes. So you could move things around, but I think it's, it's more of a conceptual thing. I guess that doesn't it doesn't make any sense to, to them.
2: I think yeah. I think is oh, I'm going to look it up because I thought there was also some kind of actual linguistic problem with it. <coughs> Although it would be amazing if like the the idea of an anagram was introduced to the nation of Japan through fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 Everyone's going, have you heard about this? You can jumble it around,
1: and just like two days later, it's. It's like chaos in all of Japan. People just like burning things and just becomes a lawless archipelago. What happened? They tore it all apart. Our language. Nothing means anything anymore.
2: They, 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 they said they, they they like uh, riots where everyone's swapping letters around on signs that used to say supermarket. But what does it say now? Paket masu.
1: <laughs> what okay. is a
2: paket masu? So apparently they they did it in Chinese. Uh-huh. But it says uh, to-
1: it feel harder in Chinese then.
2: So Tom Riddle in, 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 in Japanese it says here Tomu Ridoru. Right. Yeah. And then it, says, it says the wordplay simply cannot be reproduced in Japanese. Right. I don't know.
1: Well, that sounds like a bunch of quitters to me.
2: Maybe. Right. Where's the Chinese mainland version? Yeah, they seem... Oh no, in the Chinese one, they've also just done a footnote where they've gone, here's how this works.
1: Yeah, I can understand that in Chinese, don't they? Well, on, on other fun, another fun linguistic note, in Sweden, kiss is puss. No. Yeah, so when a lady <laughs> said goodbye to her friend, she said, puss puss. <laughs> puss puss. And I said, what on earth do you just say?
2: Um, puss puss. Some of the- Give me a puss. Give me a puss. Give me a hugging puss. Uh, puss, puss, my pus. puss on my cheek. I'm going to mute you eating biltong into this microphone. If, if you were to say, uh, I'm going to I'm going to bleep it like you're swearing on an American
1: <laughs> show. Awful. you um, am going to say kiss my cat, and you'd be you say
2: puss my puss, or or indeed anything else. Um, the Germans at my school were very amused that to say hello in Japanese, when you pick up the phone, you say mushy mushy. Yeah, it's fun because mushy is German slang for. It's like saying pussy. Oh is it? Yeah. So very serious Japanese businessman pick up the phone and go pussy pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: good on the Germans.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a pact. We have a this is like that Seinfeld episode where they all agree not to masturbate. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, in in the in our little down period there, Pear and I have made a sort of My Fair Lady style challenge <laughs> to each
2: other. <laughs> to, to both be more civilized. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, uh, obviously I have a, uh, as we've established on the podcast, I have, I, I take issue with Philip's uh, uh, saucy old mouth noises. Yep. Um, and no Philip's not a fan noises. of my uh, big burps. Yeah. Uh, which, have, uh, which the recreation of which uh, has made a lady vomit on this very pod.
1: Yes, so it's not just me that you're burping no. friends.
2: well this is it. And so we have agreed that if I can be... Uh, we
1: propose a bet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a gentlemanly bet. We, we are just drinking here in our club, uh, listeners, <laughs> in Paul Mall, uh, <laughs> near St. James's Square. And uh, like Phileas Fogg, whose picture is on the wall, we've proposed a bet uh, that I, I shall not uh, be a burpy boy. So Pierre thinks, Pierre thinks he can k- hold
1: off burping in front of me, because he burped just now and it was gross. I did. <laughs> and I said, oh, that's okay, is it? But my, my chewing is not. <laughs> so... So Pierre, Pierre <laughs> thinks he can hold off burping in front of me longer than I can hold off making chewing noises in front of him, and <laughs> the game's afoot.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, I feel like uh, I feel like Doctor Watson. I haven't found this alive in years, Holmes. <laughs> I feel energized.
1: <laughs> so the game is on. And, the game is um, on. I guess it's wait. Now, now we wait and see.
2: Now we play the mouth noise waiting game. Yes, it's a
1: Cold War of sorts.
2: <laughs> <Yes. Ooh. laughs> What's the equivalent of the Berlin Wall? A napkin? The Burpin Wall. The Burpin Wall the Burpin Wall. <laughs> that Spangler merbles Was it alive when Roll it fell? Spangler. Uh, save a Spangler. Yeah, please do save a Spangler merbles Um how are so, you enjoying this final season of the UK there, Pierre? Was it a season, season uh, uh, final of the UK d- TV show. Uh, <laughs> the writing's a bit crazy, it's a bit unbelievable, uh, but it's fun. <laughs> turn it off and on again, please. <laughs> we got someone tweeted us uh, alerting us to yet more turn it off and on again shit patter. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> the, you, yes. You, um. Who was? Oh God. Who was it? Um. I'll find that in a second. But but. More importantly, what I wanted to talk about was something you sent me, Phil. And now, uh, newer listeners to this podcast may not be aware, but we famously have a problem with uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda.
1: The um, the originator and uh, I presume billionaire of Hamilton the musical.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, the, the the Possibly the only person in history for whom the answer uh, to the question, would this be better if everyone was rapping, is actually yes. <laughs> that didn't work with rapping grannies. In the late 90s, it didn't work with all so many things. Yeah, he looked at the period of American history in the sort of 30 years post independence and he asked the question, Would this be better if everyone was rapping? And bizarrely, yeah, for that one thing, yeah, Cleopatra, no, Shakespeare, terrible with rapping, don't do it. This one thing, Hamilton, he did it. Uh, but uh, on Twitter, his Twitter presence is—I'm going to say—disgusting. I to say
1: mon- monstrous.
2: Yeah, he's a monster.
1: Like not—not not like he's really prolific. I mean, he's prolific, but not monstrous in that—not monster in that way. He's a monster in that it's terrible. It makes the world worse. What he says on Twitter. Yeah, but I can't look away. It's like a burning truck.
2: <laughs> well, Phil and I both have—you uh, and I both have an issue. I would say with infantilizing people.
1: Tweenus, adult tweenus,
2: baby talk. Oof. That kind of thing. Ooh,
1: it, it, it just goes to show that no matter how much of a millionaire you become, you never stop being a, a fucking musical dweeb.
2: <laughs> a fucking annoying little theater dweeb. Little waistcoats and sparkly shoes. <laughs> so, uh, listeners, here is a good example that Phil sent me of the kind of. Oh. I mean, it's the wor- it, might, it might be the worst
1: one he's ever done. This might
2: be the the motherload. Um, I felt I found out the other day. Motherload is spelled mother l o d e. Yeah. How about that?
1: What? Yeah. What is that? What hell is it's that? It's from
2: mining. It's like the main seam of a of a of a vein of.
1: So it's not load in that in that sense.
2: It's it's yeah no it's load in the sense of like um, iron I think like your load star, wow something like that. Anyway anyway here's the tweet from Lin Manuel Miranda that drove us uh, over the edge.
1: Aftermath is about mowing your lawn. You know it's about cutting grass. The aftermath is the smell and feel after you you cut the grass. Is it? Yeah, aftermath.
2: I don't know. It's not interesting. What a surprise.
1: Anyway, we've been putting this
2: off. Sorry. Lin-Manuel Miranda's tweet. Good morning. Ooh,
1: it always, you know it's going to happen, but you're never ready.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it's all in capitals, and it's G-morning in one (sighs) word. Exclamation mark.
1: (sighs) Okay. Good morning. The greatest lyricist of our time here. Yep. Apparently.
2: Missed you. Full stop. That's a line all on its own, like a poem. Missed you. Also, good morning. I missed you. Since yesterday? Creepy.
1: Also, you don't know me. You've never met me. You have no us. idea who Some I am. Some of us are genuinely terrible people.
2: I could be a serial killer reading this. Yeah.
1: ISIS could be following you.
2: And gaining encouragement from your kind words. Good morning. Missed you. You're incredible.
1: Have you seen Lin-Manuel Miranda? He misses us. He is
2: a brother of the cause. It says, we are incredible. Good morning to you too. <laughs> the heart of the caliphate. <coughs> I'm shooting <in> the sky. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, I should chase my dreams. I guess. I guess statistically, if we're going to impersonate ISIS members, we should give them Birmingham or South London access. Yeah, that's true. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, have you seen lin Manuel Miranda said about ISIS? <laughs> My God, we've got now. No, no Isaiah, he thought we were so brilliant. Um, <laughs> um, good morning. Missed you. You're incredible. No comma. Not, and. What he's done here is that thing that often very creepy people do, where they put an asterisk around a phrase to indicate an action. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Missed you. You're incredible. No, not, asterisk, gestures at the world's terrors. (gasps) So he's saying, no, not, and then points at you. You know, genocide and things. So he's Lin Manuel Miranda is very keen that you don't think when he said "Good morning, I missed you. You're incredible." He wasn't speaking to a genocide. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or the burning Amazon rainforest.
2: Or the burning Amazon rainforest, or that weird um, that that weird worm that lives in children's eyes <laughs> uh, <laughs> and lays no, eggs. No, not in it. you. No, not eye you. Worm. Children's eye worm. <laughs> you're not incredible. I didn't miss you. And everyone goes, oh, <laughs> oh, thank God, that was my first thought. Anyway. They press play on the Hamilton soundtrack again. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning. Missed you. You're incredible. No, not gestures at the world's terrors. Missed you. Out here doing your best. Failing. Getting back up. Finding the joy you need in the cracks in the timeline. Missed you. Missed you. Missed you. Very hard to read these lines. Because there's no meaning that I can... Finding the joy you need in the cracks in the timeline—that's a sentence from a Doctor Who villain.
1: Yes, yes. What timeline is he talking about? The timeline of terrors.
2: Let me let me say this with a or different a timeline
1: of, of 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 failing and and trying again.
2: What just the humanities timeline? Sure. Let me let me let me say that last bit again. Uh, now imagine I'm a guy in a in a Doctor Who episode, and I'm trying to kill Doctor Who, and I'm really evil and horrible. Okay. And then same words. Okay. <laughs> Missed you, out here, doing your best, failing, getting back up, finding the joy you need And the cracks in the timeline. Missed you. <laughs> yeah, it is right. it's good, isn't it? Horrifying.
1: It's horrifying. But I mean, what does th- it mean? How can he miss us? Is the kind of talk you'd get from, I don't know, like a webcam model. You know, like a webcam.
2: Yes. Sex um, worker. Or... What, what was that TV channel? Babe station. Babe
1: station. It's like he's like it's like Babe station on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I missed you. You've never met. <laughs> this is this is this interaction is completely one way. How can you miss me? Our... I can miss you, maybe, but you can't miss me. You don't know who I am.
2: <laughs> Our Lin Manuel Miranda's are waiting for your call. <laughs> They miss you. They want to say good morning. (laughs) Say good morning to one of our hot Lin-Manuel Mirandas today. And then all the videos is very bright because it's always in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, it's really. People are like, oh, having coffee. Like, What? You miss me? What? (laughs) They're way too tired to deal with that level of positivity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. And the replies are much worse, Philip. Have you seen them? Oh. This is a reply from uh, a lady, just a normal lady asterisk inhales a deep breath of this goodness
1: no these people deserve to fail
2: <laughs> asterisk again savors it for a good minute so she's taking it like a bong hit <laughs>
1: <coughs> this is good shit yeah you got to inhale with Lynn.
2: and then uh, welcome back maestro
1: oh this- welcome back what? he never stops tweeting <laughs> or oh, welcome back
2: this optional website has missed you too <sighs> calling calling twitter website is one of the worst it's gross it's really really bad uh, some of the replies to that there's a lot of disney gifs i will say uh someone who's someone whose twitter handle is is gay rodney which has made me laugh uh, Fair s- enough it's me. just replies to that saying please shut the fuck up oh good on you rodney oh, thank you Rodney. good for you at gay rodney shut the fuck good for you <laughs> Shut the fuck. Look, Rodney's gay and he doesn't have time for this, alright? <laughs> He's fucking busy. Good morning. Shut it. I'm I'm gay, Rodney, and I've got no time for this. Things to be getting on with, Lynn. I'm busy, Lynn. Cut to the chase. What do you how much money do you want this time? That's how it's, it's simpering, isn't it? Good morning, miss you. Can I have 20 bucks? What does he want? He has everything.
1: What does he want? It just never leaves you this neediness, I guess. Never leaves you, right?
2: Do you think maybe it's like, like cuz he's achieved everything you you could ever reasonably want to achieve that now he's like a, a a king in a castle and he can see all the other people out there who are still as miserable as he was before and he's thinking I'll bestow like like My if grace. a grace. Yeah, like if every morning at the gates to the palace the king came out and kissed the head of one beggar. Yeah. To try and cure it of scrofula or lice or whatever. And he'd be like, That's all for today, one of you, I guess. Like it's you. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Oh there you all are, getting up, failing, getting up again. Finding the joy you need in (laughs) the cracks of your timelines. Well I missed you too. (laughs)
1: Little cracks in your little timeline.
2: I'm gonna go eat some quail's eggs. Yeah. (laughs) Like a mad king. Maybe that's what it is. Power, oh. Philip. Twee power.
1: Twee power. Mm. Most dangerous power there is. Insidious. Yeah. Sinister.
2: Um someone someone uh, sent us I think it was uh disappointingly it was like Ian Rankin. Uh Who is Ian Rankin? Ian Rankin, the author. What has he written? Uh has anyone tried switching politics off and on again? No. Yeah. Paper Rifles. Uh the the cool band that follow us. The cool guys. They uh, they tweeted at us saying Wait, that, that
1: that's not really what his book is called, is it? Huh? That's not really what his book is called. No, no.
2: The the, the Twitter account Paper Rifles is yeah. a cool band.
1: Yeah, no, no. But Ian Rankin's book isn't actually called. Have you have you tried? No, Ian no. It's Fox? a tweet he did. Oh bloody hell! And
2: you said you replied saying uh, they need to switch this joke off and leave it off, <laughs> which yeah. is uh, very very fair. Um, but as Paper Rifles points out, even the greatest have their weaknesses. Yeah. And Ian Rankin is a fantastic writer, but even he fell victim to this hacky hacky joke of nonsense.
1: I guess you can have these blind spots. Yeah. But if you're on Twitter at all, have you not? How have you not seen that joke already? Like twenty thousand times.
2: Some people, um, and I think this is this must seem more weird to us because it's co- we're comedians. Some people have no joke memory at all. They really ca- can't even remember who said a joke or how. Or, like you must have um, been in a conversation when a non-comedian tried to recount a joke.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, I, I've had people come up to me. Very pleasantly after a show and say, oh, I really like that joke we did where, and then they get it wrong. Yeah. And they've just, you've just seen it. Yeah. You couldn't have had less time to need to remember that for.
2: The, the, the most panicking thing in the world is when they come up to you and say, I love the bit you just did about, and they say a version of your joke, but their version is morally abhorrent.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's what they took from it.
1: Uh, I've had people say, not so much anymore, but people say, I love your racist jokes. <laughs> it's
2: like, well, no, they're not, race- they're not racist jokes. <laughs> I love your racist jokes, Phil. I love the bit of your show where you told me to kill my elderly mother. <laughs> that was my favorite bit. Right at the start where you came out and said, good morning. Uh, I said, good morning. You said, good morning, missed you. When you came out and said, good evening everyone, thank you for coming to the show, good I, evening. I knew what you meant, you meant <laughs> yeah. go and kill your elderly mother, and I was so pleased to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm off now. <laughs> oh,
1: good morning, I've missed you, I thought you might call, hmm, that's right, it's me, Lynn manuel Miranda. Wishing you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and good night. But for now, tell me about your failures. Yeah, tell me about your little failures. And how you pick yourself back up. And all your little dreams. It's nice to dream, isn't it? Yeah, we have to dream. We dream when we go to bed. When we say good night we go to bed and we dream, and then we wake up and we say good morning we say good morning and we thank we thank the stars for our day and we thank the moon for our eyes and we kiss each other on the cheeks we don't kiss you all the horrible thing nasty devils we don't kiss the nasty devils no we say poo poo to you to them we say poo poo devils go away devils i don't don't touch my friend devils they're my friend and i say good morning to them and then we go off and we live our dreams don't we we live our dreams and sometimes we fail but we pick ourselves back up we pick ourselves back up because we can do it again And we'll be better, and because we are not defined by our failures, we're defined by our good mornings. And remember that the good night is always darkest before the good morning.
2: Ring Twi- letters. Keep emails.
1: Phone e- letter, Ring letters. Correspondence.
2: correspondence. That's right, correspondence. Um
1: Correspondence spondence.
2: That's right. The ne- <laughs> The next um the next episode we release listeners is going to be another correspondence dinner special. Uh so that we can have a little week a week of peace. Uh, for ourselves, because I'm obviously on tour with Frank Skinner, and Phil is going up and down the country collecting packets of Biltong um, mm-hmm. from various green rooms.
1: Whether they want me there or not.
2: That's right. The green room, the Biltong burglar. <laughs>
1: That's
2: what they call you, the beefy Biltong burglar boy.
1: That's lovely. Yeah. beefy. Um,
2: the, the beefy Biltong burglar boy from Borneo.
1: Yes, the the beefy Borneo Biltong burglar boy. <laughs> yes. Yes, good. yes. Be, 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 he's be, back. Be, be, be. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I would just like to say thank you to uh, Aiden Aiden got in touch Aiden, he's Aideness Yes he is With wonderful correspondence He said, hey Podbuds, I'm a late comer to the Bud Squad So I'm playing catch up I like Bud Squad Bud Squad is nice Aiden Bud Squad's nice Bud Squad Listen up Bud Squad Already contributing So quickly To the lexicon Even though he's a latecomer, Mm-mm. His impact, wow uh, I just listened to episode 11, and I wanted you to let you know that the video game sound effects were so accurate, I fell into a wave of late 90s nostalgia. Oh, your Age of Empires. Yeah, what Pierre's Age of Empires villager sound effect was hauntingly accurate. I'm gutted you didn't do any more. Like the, I, I'm going to do these sounds. as okay. he said, Like the sound the soldiers made when they died. It was <laughs> yeah, weird or horrible. Or the trumpet sound that you played when you got attacked. Like that. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, shit, someone's poking a stone wall with a spear. And will eventually somehow destroy it. By setting it on fire. Because <laughs> stone can burn down if a spear hits it enough. It's <laughs> physics. Uh, anyway, love the pod. Thanks for... Uh, and then nice things, nice things, nice things, Aiden. Uh, I've, I found out something about... People um, are lazy with the, their compliments now. Yeah, they? they just say nice things, nice things. In square brackets. Uh, I found out something that Frank Skinner does on his radio show. Yeah, He says, praise redacted. Oh, that's nice. When it's full of praise. Yeah. To stop himself reading it out. Sure. So maybe we should steal that. Can you imagine an American doing that? My get. God, yeah, they would. Like, hey, man, you saved stop me from you know killing my dog. I love you. You guys are geniuses. <laughs> the amount that's what that, that's what happens to British celebrities. They no no one ever is nice to a British celebrity, and they go over there and fucking Jesse from Breaking Bad calls you a genius, and you go insane. Uh huh. Ricky Gervais, Russell Brand. Just over and over again, people go over there and get called a genius and go mad
1: because <laughs> it's never happened.
2: Before. Yeah, because public approval in Britain is like a thin gruel,
1: <laughs>
2: and they get over there and get fed hamburgers, and they get they just they can't like c- syphilitic they can't deal with it. Actually being <laughs> liked. Um, let's see, uh, Helena gets in touch.
1: Helena, the. Correspondence had launched a thousand hits.
2: Yes, or in this case, a thousand shits. Oh, it's poopy.
1: Why didn't I go for shits first? Yes, my friend.
2: Dear PNP, I recently reconnected with an old friend and was reminded of my favorite childhood poo story. Yes. I wanted to share this with you as I thought it would give you a kick. Nave, names have been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> no one is innocent in, <laughs> in PNP. <laughs> That's it. She put them in little quotes, the innocent. <laughs> this old pal of mine was a quirky child. Mm. Let's call them Charlie. Okay. Charlie the Quirky Child. One day when we were about eight or nine, we were climbing a tree in their garden. Charlie announced that they needed a poo, but rather than using the toilet in their house, they ran towards a bush. Okay, okay. When I asked why they weren't going inside, they simply said... I like doing it outside. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Charlie. Charlie, shit my finger.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I like doing it outside. I wonder if that would wash with the police. Excuse me, sir, what are you doing that for in this park? I like doing it outside. Okay, right. sir, thank you. It's an Alamode poo. Not Alamode. Alamode. Is that the mode? mode? No, it's not. No.
1: Al was al fresco. Al fresco
2: poo. Yeah. Horrible sounding. Alfresco al fresco poo. <laughs> al fresco poo. Al dente poo. Just <laughs> a little hard.
1: I wish mine are, mine are
2: not. Uh, <laughs> mine are overcooked at the mo. <laughs> I let the matter go and thought nothing of it for a long time. Mm. That's what confidence can do for you, Phil.
1: Yeah. Also, like uh, childhood innocence. Like maybe this is how the world works. Maybe if you like. Pooing in outside this fine. It's
2: yeah, test. and also when you're a kid, absolutely nothing makes any sense.
1: Yeah, also you're trying to poo everywhere.
2: Yeah. Um, many moons later, when we were in our late teens, they revealed that the story did not end there. Oh. Fascinated by science at the time, Charlie, uh, the curious Charlie, kept track of the excrement's rate of decomposition. And recorded it by taking photos on a disposable camera. As a child. Yeah. Wow. I like fair wow, the, enough. the the poo's gone away a bit more today. To be fair It's the kind of
1: thing I would have done actually.
2: To, I was gonna say, to be fair, when I was a kid, I was amazed at the fact that like you know when you're in like the woods or something and mm. there's all leaves and twigs on the floor. Eventually sure. that's mud. Yeah. That's yeah. that's ridiculous. <laughs> what do you mean mud? You're like what yeah, but what is dirt? You go, It's stuff with rocks and You go, yeah, I know what rock is. <laughs> What's this gloop? You go, well, it all used to be leaves and dead badgers and stuff. You go, how? How? What are you talking about? It's amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And yeah. people
2: just go vaguely, oh, worms. So, yeah. fair enough to Charlie, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, again, it Sometimes it, or,
1: you want to see the worms chew up them leaves. You just want to-
2: this, this is the behavior of either someone who will grow up to catch serial killers or be one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, 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 uh. And take uh, uh, Charlie kept track of the excrement's rate of decomposition and recorded it by taking photos on a disposable camera. Charlie's mum took this camera to Booth's yes, photo counter yes. along with some lovely holiday photos. <laughs> when the photos came back, Charlie's mum called a family meeting to ask which of her three children had taken the horrifying <laughs> images. Charlie, the oldest child, owned up and innocently explained that they did it for science. <laughs> Uh, Despite feeling a bit disturbed, Charlie's mum tried to be understanding and told them that it was great that they were so fascinated by the world and science as well, but perhaps this needed to be curbed into something more socially acceptable. After the incident, they went to some more science museums and Charlie started a rock collection.
1: Imagine if you brought... If she brought Charlie to a science museum and it's like the current exhibit, poo, feces, fecal matter. I was just like, see, <laughs> poo, <laughs> and poo and where to shit. <laughs> or just like the history of shitting outdoors <laughs> or just
2: shit in the exhibit. <laughs> like just doing this fun thing. Where we're letting kids, <laughs> shit I let my kids anyone. shit. Or no, like not even that. Just any science museum. It's like, no, I don't want you doing this in the garden, but do a shit in the museum and <laughs> we'll take photos and come back. Um, I remember said friend having a rock collection, but I had no idea it was to stop them taking photos of their decaying turds. <laughs> Charlie is a very bright person who is doing wo- uh, very well in life, but they did not pursue a career in science much further. Mm. They went down the humanities route instead, and Charlie's mum hasn't shown her face in that branch of boots ever since. <laughs> All the best, Eleanor. <laughs> Fucking hell.
1: I don't know what, what, what line of humanities one goes into after documenting your
2: poo. That is... Um, water aid, perhaps. Water aid, uh, sewage work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog um, park.
2: Um,
1: sanitiza- sanitization is very important. Yes, very it important. is. Yes, it is. First marker of
2: a uh, civilized, civilized society. Um, we have a lovely message from...
1: Sanitation, not Sanitization. Sorry,
2: sorry, listener. You're doing that American thing where they add syllables. My house yeah. was burglarized. <laughs> <Insane>. Burgled. <laughs> I, I, you well, know, George Bush had a famous one, didn't he? Oh yeah, he had loads of that shit. Yeah. What I can't stand is people saying, "Oh, the the, the prime minister must be feeling very pressurized." You know, was he in a small metal canister like a a gas that's now liquid? Did people Pre- say that? Even newspapers and proper journalists say pressurized now. Mm. And you say, "What was wrong with pressured?" Yeah. It's 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 peer pressure, not peer pressurization. <laughs> yeah, that's my tedious complaint. Anyway, um, uh, so uh, Joey gets in touch, and uh, Joey, your email is one of the nicest emails I think we've ever gotten, but we oh, can't right. read it out because it will just be it will just be us jacking it.
1: Well, I would like to read it later from Yes, uh,
2: she says, dear buddy, Polly's. What a time to be alive! And explains that in March of this year, she stumbled across. Your Centrum Vitamin parody. Ah, yes, of, of Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston yeah, uh, uh, posted by she says a funny little man I'd never laid eyes on. <laughs> well, uh, me, that's you. Yeah,
1: I'm not little. I'm six foot one. He's a big boy. Thank you. People are always surprised that you're a big boy. Always surprised, which is both a compliment. And a sort of insult.
2: Um, it was Philly Philly Wang Wang, alongside the most well-spoken South African in all the land. Because she found the podcast link. Oh, great, yeah. So it, oh, it's, it's good to know reply. that sort of thing does work. It does work, yeah. And now she's at 19 weeks later. and alt- She's in. She's an addict uh, <laughs> to Bud Pod.
1: Yeah, that, that Centrum video is a gateway drug. Yeah,
2: very much so. Um a a poo. And basically, she uh, was sort of ending the first bit of pregnancy when she discovered us. And now the kid's two weeks away. Oh, nice one! Two weeks away, she says she's been cooking up a baby real good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to sum up, Bud Pot has been the soundtrack to my pregnancy. Oh boy, what's
1: that going to kid? I think we've this is a, this is we've had this before. Yeah. What, whatever those, l- those little f-
2: kids were saying, don't be don't be a, don't have don't have a bum bum life to each other.
1: <laughs> no, we've had someone who's been listening to who's been playing their baby instead of Mozart. Bud Pod. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a poopy
2: poopy kid's going to come out. Poopy old (laughs) kid. Poopy old kid. Poopy old kid. Yeah. Uh, It wasn't medically advised, but by God, I'm glad I picked up my prenatal prescription for SideQuest, SlowPoo, and and Sugar Eagles. Since you asked, my personal series highlight remains the 1800s letter-writing equivalent of I Hope I Didn't Wake You. Oh, yes. uh, Yeah, very funny. That was fun. Which legitimately made me spaff coffee all over the headrest of a train. Uh... Uh, uh uh always listening duh, 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 duh. think of me while I'm busting out maximum labor ward louis we will <laughs> uh, <Labor ward> <laughs> yeah that's
1: a high louis situation i'll right? try to
2: make sure that i'm doped up enough on drugs so that my first words as a mother can be something other than that really hurt <laughs> uh and uh, and she and this is cuz we're out um we're out of date enjoy the rest of the fringe um can't wait to see you next year when I will be able to unstrap my little human from my tits long enough to rejoin the world of drinking and laughing. Keep jacking it. Your fondest and fattest fan, Joey. That's
1: a lovely. Thank you, Joey. Joey. And um, if, if you have redacted the lovely bits, I can only one can only dream. Yeah. Of how nice the rest. is. So
2: nice. Or tell Yao the one thing I miss most about leaving back in the decadent West is all the musicals. I bloody I love musicals, so inspiring and, and all that. Going, I, I used to go down to London uh, to try and see if I could commit an attack. But I, also, I, also while I was there I would go see Les Miserables and that would be amazing and, and The Phantom of the Opera and um, just anything really. And the, the one time I, 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 I actually tried to to get in, without a ticket, to um, 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 uh, 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 Book of Mormon, uh, I, I, I had to snake in because it's f- uh, full of um, infidels uh, thoughts, of course, wrong religion, but you know, I still thought it could be a laugh, and uh, I couldn't do it, so I, I became immediately radicalised and came out here to the Caliphate, really. Um, and the one thing I do miss is music, but of course, stringed instruments are the tool of the devil, and very decadent they are too, and all the rest of it, which is why I'm now entirely interested in a cappella, really. And um, trying to do like, um, like uh, sort of all male choir a cappella versions of things like Wicked or, um, you know, um, Lion King. But uh, the, the lads here, they're not so interested actually quite a straggle to get them into it to be honest, Um but yeah, so I sort of pick me spirits up, hum- humming, humming the chown to um uh, uh tomorrow's a new day or whatever it is from uh thingy, whatchamacallit, yeah, love it. Mark Thompson has got in touch with uh Howdy, PN and PW. My parents recently went to a hotel in Glasgow, and the screen on the TV when they arrived is positively ghastly. Okay. Koji Mark. Now he's attached a picture here. Uh, we might, I might put this on 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 Instagram. This is from an Ibis hotel.
1: So this is like the holding image that's yeah, just on the default. That kind homepage. of thing, where it's okay. just like
2: a message, and it's all written in like Scottish Twitter patter. Ooh. It's your cell. No. We are so bored of the usual welcome messages, so we something one of our own. Here's the rules written by a few simple minds: Gone no pay for Wi-Fi, it's free. Nay password, just crack on, pal. It's that fibre malarkey, proper fast, and we won't check your browser history. Winky face. Oh. So, I, Ibis welcomes porn. Uh, Although that,
1: that is good to know, to be fair, because I'm 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 always in the grey with regards to hotels <laughs> about what's okay, what
2: internet. I always think like. Can you imagine how much business they'd lose if they just went, like any good hotel, we immediately announce on our <laughs> website whenever someone who stayed here looked at porn? <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? It would be very funny, though, if you were the first person it happened to. Instagrammable coffee available dune stairs. Flash your key at one of our baristas for one pound off. Hashtag Belter. My god, it's always gotta if we send this to Limmy, he'd have a stroke.
1: It's especially maybe it's because I, I consume so much Limmy that I find it especially disappointing when Scottish people count out to this sort of low level, yeah, uh, tourist populi- populism.
2: This, this, this sort of don't they, do fash yourself and trip over the shortbread, all that kind of thing. Yeah, it's
1: embarrassing. It's, an, it's embarrassing.
2: There's a balance to be struck between no longer being, like, ashamed of your natural dialect. Yes. Because, like, Limmy, for example, his scripts are... He says them how he would say them. He'd say, you he, he turn the weens. Yeah. He didn't say kids. Yeah. So that's good. But then there's a level we of... You don't make
1: a fucking thing out of it, do yeah. you? Yeah.
2: Um, Mauro Santos, who came to see us at the Fringe. From, oh, yes! All, all the way from Portugal, uh, sent us a very nice message uh, uh, thank, there. thanking us. Um He wishes he could have been more articulate when he met us, but... um, I thought he was very articulate. I think he was articulate, but also remember, uh, Mauro Santos, when we meet someone like you who's such a kind and nice fan of ours, we also don't know what to say because it's weird We don't
1: understand kindness. We We were born in cruelty (laughs) and mud.
2: We only understand the dark. I've never had fresh meat before. We're, we're like. Uh, we're, posumodo, the, we're just sort of The elephant man,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You're so kind, giving me all these cream cakes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm crying. It's just. <laughs> no one's ever said they liked my jokes before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there is an element of that, too. Yeah. Uh, so don't worry, but thank you very much, Maro Santos. Obrigado, Maro. Um, right. Ah. Uh, Okay, Will says, Hey lads, is the problem with your new kit that it hasn't come with a headphone jack in it. I'll see myself out, Will. Yes, we had many of those tweets, thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) That sort of joke, thank you. I feel like a teacher with that kind of thing. It's always the same faces, isn't it? (laughs) Causing trouble in class? Always the same faces. That's going to be our turn and off and on again, isn't it? I always say it's always the same faces whenever a troublesome audience member pipes up for the second time. And it has never gotten a laugh from more than two people in the crowd. Right, yeah. Is I it think a it's a really funny thing to bold say. Bold, white, middle-aged man? Oh, yeah, the totally. Yeah. But but I mean, when the same person pipes up for a oh, second time. right. And I, I put my hands on my hips and go, it's always the same faces, isn't it? <laughs> and like two people will go, <laughs> teachers, <laughs> and everyone else will go, oh, is he upset? <laughs> oh, well. Uh... Uh, One last One last story Okay And then bed And then bed for god's sake From Will Another Will Another Will A different okay. Will
0: yeah.
2: Uh, Subject of this email A story about poo
1: Okay I mean it sounds a little different From what we're used to But uh, <laughs> I'm always up for trying new things
2: Push the boat out
1: Yeah why not
2: Hey poop buds <laughs> Sure Thought you might want to know about my own poo-based misadventure during my first year of university. It took place the morning after May Day, uh, a day where the students traditionally stay up all night, drinking, jumping into rivers, and generally getting up to no good. Okay. I had hosted a party in my room. A party. A party. <laughs> Having a little party in my quarters later. That's what Will said. Mm-hmm. Good evening, fellow student. After a long day of studying, would you be interested in attending a little soiree in my quarters later? Uh, anyway, I'd hosted a party in my room and all had gone swimmingly. Around 8 a.m. Aye, that is swimmingly. Ooh, you're swimming nice with that. 8 a.m., Will is a party boy. When the party was over, a group of us, a small group of us, went to a greasy spoon cafe for a fry-up to finish off the night in style. Blimey, good for you. This is great. Upon returning to my room, however, I had found that one guest had in fact not left the party at all. Hmm. The first thing I remember noting was the utterly overwhelming stench as I opened the door. Oh no, was it? Oh the no. curtains were shut, so initially it was hard to make out the scene. But as my eyes gradually ad- adjusted, I could see my friend lying naked on the sofa, quite literally rolling in his own film. No,
1: my... oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> my shock turned to horror, which swiftly turned to rage. I shouted at him to get up and get out, and then left the room to wait outside in the daylight. Minutes later, he emerged, filthy, clearly still utterly hammered, and quite confused, having apparently not realized that he himself was the cause of the mountain of poo on my sofa. Looking at me angrily, all he said was, Will, it's disgusting in there.
1: <laughs>
2: There's shit on my shoe. <laughs> To which in my amazement... You've got my shit
1: everywhere.
2: I've shat all over that room. It really is a bloody disgrace what you've let me do in there.
1: <laughs>
2: to which in amazement all I could think to reply was, okay, thank you. Quite how he managed to spot the shit on his shoe, yet missed the poo all over his body, remains a mystery to this day. A side follow-up story was that to make the room habitable again, my roommate and I instigated a seven-stage sofa-cleaning plan the final stage of which was to switch the sofa with an identical one in the flat above. Oh, no. (laughs) Unfortunately, this plan was leaked to said flat, and what followed was weeks of sofa switching and subterfuge, (laughs) each of us placing various marks on what we thought was the pooey sofa so we could make sure it wasn't in (laughs) our flat. (laughs) Hard to say exactly where the soiled sofa ended up, but suffice to say, no one in the block could really enjoy unwinding on the couch at the end of a long day after that. Uh, love the podcast, keep up the great work Please don't forget to Jacket, Will My it word is dreadful. That's exactly the sort of student uh, That go, that that can go on Although I, I'm I'm always amazed at someone who Not only did that man drink enough To shit all over his naked body And the couch fill He ate enough
1: Yeah, so in a way he did it right Because he, you know, he ate it enough and soaked it up Soaked all
2: the alcohol up But like, he was nude Mm. so he'd sort of he was so hammered he was like I sleep nude therefore I am going to sleep nude on this couch
1: yeah and And at some point did did he get nude and then shit do you think or was he shitting and went well I can't be doing this and took his clothes off I'm getting getting shit all over my clothes (laughs) from his attitude maybe yeah yeah he obviously doesn't like
2: shitty clothes shitty
1: clothes or shitty sofa
2: very few people do but i've never been yeah that's that's drunk because when you're so drunk like you can almost have some sympathy with people who are so drunk that they they just pee all over themselves because boot drinking makes you want to pee yeah and yeah, rela- shitting i've never really got and it relaxes you i've never right? shit myself from drinking no that's when it's that's when it, you've you've really a- achieved something there you, yeah. you you've drank your own bumhole open That's
1: a lot of muscular control to be to lose that's it isn't it yeah I drank my damn asshole
2: open. I <laughs> drank my butt off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> drank my butt empty.
2: I drank my own butthole emptier than a pickle jar on Easter morning. Well, thank you, Will. Thank you, Will, That's for that. A That's a hell of a poo story. A hell of a poo story. Um, I wonder if you were still friends with that guy. Who knows? Um, this is this is the end of uh, of episode twenty eight, um, and and we're actually going to go straight on and do. The Correspondent Special. So it will feel nice and continuous to you, the listener. Yes, I think. but
1: the the, the, the Correspondent Special will be out uh, next week.
2: Yes, that's next week. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, thank you for listening and, and Koji.
1: Koji, baby. Koji. See you all soon. Bye-bye. Bye.